I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale and this podcast is all about simplifying the world of dressage and making it understandable, logical and easy to put into practice with your horse. In this episode, we are starting a whole new mini series all around the collectives. These are those last five marks at the bottom of your test sheet that seem to stand alone, unrelated to the movements you've spent so much time working on and practicing at home. We're gonna look at what the collectives are, what they mean, the different collectives you are judged on, how they are judged and how you can improve the marks that you get. If you enjoy this episode, then please do share it. The best way to do this is on social media and you can tag us in it too to let us know what you think, what you've learned and what you're putting into your training this week. So welcome to our new mini series. We are going to be taking a look at the collectives and these are the marks that you get at the end of your test sheet for things like paces, impulsion, submission, and your riding. Now, when a judge marks you at competition, they have two parts to fill out. The first part are the marks you get for each individual movement. The judge is gonna be assessing the quality of your horse's way of going and also the actual performance of the movement. And they're gonna take both of these into account when deciding on the mark to give you. Now, judges are taught during their training that they should provide a comment for every mark of six and a half or below. And this comment should explain to you why the movement didn't receive a higher mark. The second part that the judges need to fill out is the collectives. And these are at the bottom of the test sheet and they should show the overall impression of your whole test. So they should include the strength of the test as well as highlighting kind of some of the key areas that need developing to get you higher marks across the board. 
all of this should be related back to those scales of trading that we talk about time and time again. The comments you get in the collectives, though, should show you why you got the marks you did. What did you have? What didn't you have? And what you need to improve on with your horse and your riding to get higher marks. In other words, it's basically a blueprint to show you what to go away and work on in your training. I always think of it as the judges tell you what to work on and the coach tells you how to work on it. The judges shouldn't tell you how to improve, just what you need to improve. You might also see that the judge underlines certain parts of the collective descriptions or what we call the directives. And this is essentially them underlining the significant areas of concern. So the significant kind of things that you need to work on as soon as possible, basically. When it comes to the marks of the collectives, it should reflect the marks you got in the movements of the test. And it's only logical because the judge takes into account the horse's way of going when deciding on a mark for each movement. And the collectives are basically your way of going. So it would be totally logical for a judge to give you eights and nines for really good, well-performed, well-executed movements, only to give you a five for your horse's paces because they're irregular. And kind of the same thing, if you get a four for a circle that's too big or too sudden transitions, a judge can't really give you an eight or a nine for your riding because you weren't accurate and you didn't set your horse up or prepare them. So whilst the collectives are separate in the sense of they just look at your horse's way of going and your riding, they should still reflect the overall test. So the person who wins the class should have higher collectives than the person who comes after them. Obviously, sometimes this isn't going to be the case, more so now with the introduction of like the half marks and things like that. But generally, that should be the case, that the collective should reflect the marks that you get. Now, at prelim, the collectives are laid out slightly differently to how they're laid out at novice level and above. And this is just to make it more clear and more relatable to the scales of training and more kind of easy for people to apply and understand into their training. So at prelim, the collectives are rhythm, suppleness, contact, rider's position and rider results, which is basically how effective they are. And the first three of those, rhythm, suppleness, contact, you'll recognise are the first three scales of training. And if, as I'm talking about this, you have no idea what the scales of training are, please do go back and have a look at the podcast that we've made because we made a whole podcast on the scales of training. But it means then that the comments riders get for their collectives are directly talking about the rhythm, suppleness and contact. At prelim, we expect that a horse may lose balance. They may not carry their weight on their hind leg. They may not be totally straight all the time. And so the collectives are adapted to that. Whereas when we go to novice and above, the collectives change. So they become paces, impulsion, submission, rider position and rider effectiveness. And these collectives take into account all of the scales of training, but they interlink into all the different categories. As we go through this kind of mini series, we're going to talk about each one of these in more detail to find out what they mean, what the judge is actually looking for and how we can improve our scores in each collective.
we're going to follow the second version as I think it's going to apply to more people. And I think there's more confusion and uncertainty about what the words actually mean. How do you get a good mark for paces? How do you get a good mark for impulsion? How do you get a good mark for submission? And so we're going to follow the kind of novice and above collectives and go through each one individually and work out what it's all about. So if you look at a test sheet, then you will see the four or five collectives sometimes, depending on whether the rider position and effectiveness of the aids are one collective or two. But you'll see them at the bottom of your test. The first one is paces, which as a directive is freedom and regularity. So basically, the judge wants to see free and regular paces. But what does that actually mean? So let's start with regularity. It's the first thing judges are told to look at when assessing a horse's paces. And all regularity means is that the horse maintains the same pattern of footfalls. In other words, they maintain a four beat walk, two beat trot and three beat canter. And a regular horse could be because of a huge variety of reasons. Lameness is, of course, one of them. But a horse could become irregular due to tension, if they're hurrying, if they're against the bit or not accepting of the bit, or if they've just become unbalanced. If their judge feels like the regularity is so bad that it's a welfare issue in terms of it's become quite severe lameness throughout the test, they are, and they can, and they do, ring the bell and stop you and say that you're not allowed to carry on with the test. So it is a really, really big deal as kind of the first thing that a judge will be aware of. It's the first thing they'll think about when looking at you and your horse. Then there's the freedom side. So the judges are looking for paces that don't look restricted. It should look like the horse is flowing around the arena without any tension, without any resistance. And obviously the freedom and the regularity will influence each other. So if the horse is resistant or tense, they may not be able to be truly regular and rhythmical in kind of how they move. But also if the horse is irregular, whether that's because they're unbalanced or they're lame or they're resisting the bit or whatever, this is obviously also going to influence the freedom of the paces too. What the judge is wanting to see in terms of the paces though will be dependent depending on the level you're at. At intro or prelim, what they're looking for are regular, pure, unhurried paces. The odd bit of unbalance or loss of regularity or a little speed up or slow down won't be too much of a concern. But at medium, they want to see the kind of elasticity developed. So the horse by this time should be more supple and more elastic to be able to extend and collect easily as well as perform more difficult movements. But they've still got to have that same, if not a higher degree, of regularity, rhythm and freedom throughout the test. So whether that's they're extending, they're collecting or they're performing these more difficult movements, the regularity, the rhythm and the freedom should stay of a really high quality. 
at this level, losses of balance and regularity and so on wouldn't be accepted by the time the horse had kind of got to medium. And then by the time you get to Grand Prix, they're going to expect a higher degree again of that regularity and freedom with the horse in total balance with the weight on the hind leg, but still maintaining that really high degree of rhythm and regularity in these even more difficult movements like the PF, the passage and the pirouettes. So how can you make sure you get a good mark for your pace as collective then? As you and your horse progress and develop and train, you should find that your horse's suppleness, contact, impulsion and straightness all improve. All of which in turn is going to benefit your horse's ability to be regular, free and rhythmical. In our training, we, or at least we should be, doing lots of transitions and moving our horses around to improve their suppleness, their collection, their strength and so on. But what we rarely focus on in our training is our ability to ask for one trot and practice maintaining that same trot, the same tempo, the same rhythm, the same regularity, the same freedom around the arena and then practice maintaining it on a circle and then in a leg yield and then in a shoulder in and then in all the movements that you're required to do. In the majority of tests, you're going to be expected to ride the same trot or canter, aside from perhaps the odd 60 metres of medium or extended once or twice. So this should play into a big part of our test riding that we do at home, as it's something, like we said, that the judge is going to be looking at, and it's the first thing they're going to be looking at. If regularity is a problem for you and your horse, Definitely improve this before anything else. It could be it's a tension issue or a strength issue or a balance issue. But remember, this is the first thing the judge will assess in every movement you do, as well as in your pace as collective. So this week, go and work on your ability to be able to ride one trot and one canter in all the movements you are expected to do at your level. Pay attention to the rhythm, the regularity, the tempo as you practice this and start to make yourself more aware of those tiny little moments where you lose it. How are you going to get it back? How can you do this more quickly? How could you do it more effectively or more seamlessly so it's less obvious to the judge? How can you show a horse that has free, regular, rhythmical paces throughout your test? So there you have it, the first part of our collective's mini-series, this time on the first one, Paces. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please do share it, and you can do this by sharing us on social media, and you can tag us in it too to let us know what you thought of it and what you're taking away. As always, if you have any questions, you are always more than welcome to get in contact. Just send us a message. And if you are looking for on and off the horse training with a super supportive community, then you can join the Decomplicating Dressage Hub. All the details are available on our website, decomplicatingdressage.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and I will see you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 